The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Katie uh, was a very beautiful young girl at 18 uh, in high school. And because of uh, a series of things that happened to her, she fell into a very deep depression and tried to take her life by shooting herself with a rifle. And um, she basically shot off the major portion of her face, the very center part. So her mouth was affected, her nose, her eyes shifted, part of her forehead was gone. And the miracle is that she survived. And um, so the doctors, she basically had no face to speak of. And the doctors made this, what I would call a piecemeal face, a temporary face uh, from skin, from her stomach and her thigh. And uh, so they were pretty amazed. Uh, and she's really a miracle child. Mm-hmm. They said she would never walk, never talk, never see again. And she's doing all of those things now. And even before she got this face transplant. But for the past several years, she's had multiple surgeries to try to prepare her face for the uh, hope that somebody would donate a face to Katie. And finally, somebody did. And that's what our story was about in uh, the September issue of National Geographic magazine, this journey with this beautiful young woman who, um, in a moment, uh, just changed her life and everybody's life and her own family. Wow, that is amazing. So what are some of Katie's daily activities that were changed that, you know, maybe you or I or Jason might overlook that, you know, are attributed to, you know, the mechanics of our face, like just smiling, stuff like that? Oh, it's really interesting. And I hope people will read the story, which you can still read on the nationalgeographic.com site. But we really take our faces for granted because the face it allows us to smile, it allows us to laugh, it allows us to cry, we can eat, we can talk, we can feel things on our face like the breeze in the springtime. Um, it is very expressive and it's a really remarkable thing. And of course, whether it's right or wrong, we're always measured by our face. I mean, it's the first thing people look at and decide whether they want to speak to us or whether uh, we're, uh, they try to guess our age. I mean, there's just all kinds of signals um, that the face gives off and that allows us to, to have, to function in this world. And it's an amazing thing, but we don't really always appreciate it, I think, until it's gone. And... Um, well, Katie is a fine example of that because she, uh, after she did this and actually healed enough to be um, functional to some degree, when she would eat, the food would fall out of her mouth. Mm. Um, she actually couldn't swallow large things. So, for example, she was on many medications, many pills, and that had to be inserted in a tube through her, through a tube in her stomach. Oh, wow. And um, she couldn't see one eye was higher than the other. She was in constant, constant pain and um, wasn't, you know, just couldn't really express herself. But 
Katie is a remarkable person and she has a keen sense of humor and it's just really tragic that in this moment of self-doubt and feeling bullied and that sort of thing that she just decided that life was too much for her. And actually the thing that uh, researchers have shown lately and especially in American teenagers um, is that the rise in suicide attempts and just in general, I guess, successes in committing suicide among teenagers has risen dramatically. So among boys, it's a 25% rise in suicide rates of mm. teenagers wow. in this country and 70% rise in suicides of young teenage girls. Wow. So something's going on. Yeah, and, uh, epidemic level, yeah. Maggie, it really is. That's amazing, isn't it? And, you know, we a few years ago, the Geographic did um, a story on the science of the teenage brain. And also research has shown that the brain is still forming in teenagers. And part of the brain that helps us make decisions uh, is still forming. And so that's why you'll find that teenagers sometimes do very impetuous things. But so, Maggie, psychologically, uh, is, is Katie, because I mean, I, she, she must look drastically different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine, like, if she goes and just looks into the mirror, I'm sure that's a huge part of recovery, just getting over that. Is how, psychologically, has, has she, you know, moved on uh, past that? And, uh, like, how, how is she psychologically right now? Well, in order to, so as uh, Katie got this uh, temporary face and then with this idea in mind of the future having the face of somebody else or just never having her own back which she was quite beautiful actually um um she has to undergo so many different kinds of therapies both physical medical but also a lot of psychotherapy and also even her family had to go through things because i mean you can imagine that their lives were also very changed and uh, they were going to have to face a lot of challenges to get their child back to some healthy point. So you can't really be eligible. There's an eligibility list, actually, uh, for organs, and uh, the face is one of them. So you can't even go on to that list until you have really proven that you will, first of all, never do that again. And secondly, that you're really psychologically ready to understand that you will always have somebody else's face. Maggie, did you talk to, did you talk to the donors at all? Yes. Oh my goodness. This marvelous person, um, Sandra Bennington, uh, is a grandmother and her granddaughter very sadly was, um, fell into a coma from a drug overdose. And it was clear that she was, never going to recover and that she was basically brain dead. And so the doctors talked to Sandra, who was the mainly the only really living family that this young woman had. And Sandra decided uh, that she would donate her granddaughter's face to Katie because uh, this wonderful organization called Life Bank, which seeks donations of organs from people. One person can save eight lives. That's what this young woman, Audria, uh, the granddaughter, she saved eight lives with the donations of her organs through her grandmother. Wow. Wow. And Katie's 
Katie was given a new face. And so this was an extraordinary gift for Sandra Bennington, who's a really sweet woman uh, who I met and photographed, to give to this young woman so that she could have a more normal life. So, and, um, go ahead. It's, well, it's just a great gift. And we really wanted to stress as well that being a do- uh, an organ donor is a remarkable and generous thing that we could all participate in. Yeah. Um, can, do you know, what is the healing process like once you, you know, undergo this kind of a transplant? Because I have to imagine it's just, a, a, you know, awful, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when she had her temporary face, as I call it, uh, she was still having to undergo a lot of training, you know, like physical therapy, uh, and um, she was constantly going to the doctor, and she had multiple surgeries, again, just to prepare her inner uh, structure to receive, to possibly receive a new face. But even when um, she got the face, everything starts from scratch again. So like she has to learn how to talk again and how to uh, move her face. And Katie will constantly uh, be taking drugs all of her life so that her body doesn't reject the Reject, face. yeah. And, and those are very powerful uh, drugs that can also uh, be, even if you're taking the drugs, it doesn't mean your body won't reject the face. So... It's just a kind of a gamble, I guess, is what you would say. But uh, a lot of it also has to do with one's inner strength. And Katie is a very determined young woman who realizes that she's been given a second chance at life. And she wants to use that to really convince other young people not to do what she did. But uh, it's it's really a lot of work. I mean, she has to, she's learning Braille in case she can never really see again. They said she would never see again, but now she can see light and shadows. Wow. Um, so she, she's learning to talk again. She does a lot of physical exercise because she has to remain strong and keep her body healthy so that, you know, it just helps the body retain the face or accept the face. And it was really startling when you see after the surgery, there's just right around her scalp from all the way under her chin. And so it was a mask. The face is adhered until it kind of really takes, the face sort of takes to the body, if that makes any sense. And then they take the stitches out uh, and there it is. But um, there's still a lot of surgeries to refine the face. Um, and make it stronger and that sort of thing. So Katie will probably forever be a scientific experiment. But the one thing I wanted to say that's really critical, because um, uh, tell me if I'm talking too much. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Okay. That's not what I wanted to say was critical. But um, it was fascinating (laughs) because, (laughs) um, you know, social media is such a... (sighs) A good and a bad thing, but yeah. when we posted a lot of these pictures on the Nat Geo uh, Instagram feed, I would say 90% of the reactions written, because people can write whatever you know they want within reason, were really positive and sending Katie blessings and thinking about how extraordinary this science was that could even allow this kid to 
live, you know, and then have this second chance at life. But there were some pretty nasty things that were said. And so cyberbullying is really uh, a, a really difficult thing. But a lot of which, people didn't think. Which may be re- uh, you know, related to the uh, the increase in suicide attempts of teenagers absolutely. that you were talking about Good earlier. Point. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely true. It's it's absolutely true. But um, what's fascinating is um, Katie went through all of this and at the Cleveland Clinic. So the United States uh, Department of Defense gave the Cleveland Clinic and another hospital, which has both of which have done face transplants, uh, a huge grant to move forward this science because so many young people are coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq and the wars. Our military personnel are coming back with disfigured faces from the war. And so the Department of Defense really wanted to move this science forward uh, because people want to have a normal life. And if you have a disfigured face and people are going, you know, staring at you and saying things which we sometimes want to do. I mean, we're we're not always the most discreet species. Um, so they really wanted these young people who served in the military to have a second chance at life. And so in a way, Katie is... Um, really an opportunity to move that science forward because she's the same age as a lot of these young people who are coming back with these terrible wounds that yeah. disfigure them. Yeah. And they really, they really move the science forward. So that's a remarkable thing. And I always, when I saw people writing really mean things, uh, I would just try to, not, pri- not publicly, but privately message them and say, here's really something you need to understand that, you know, yes, this is a terrible thing that happened, but it's really going to save a lot of lives and make a lot of uh, young people who have been covering the war and serving our country um, to have a normal life and uh, they deserve it. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. That is such an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing it, Maggie. And uh, everyone can find it at nationalgeographic.com. Yes. And if you, uh, it was in the September issue. So it's called the story of a face really worth reading, by the way, an extraordinarily written story. And there are some extraordinary photographs as well, but um, uh, you can find it online and, you know, just search for the face or the story of a face and you should be able to find it. Okay. Awesome. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Maggie. Thanks, Maggie. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.